once again. This is Dr. DeLeon, and this is another episode of Interpreting the Word of God with Dr. DeLeon. I'm very pleased that you're joining us again today. Uh, this is the second part of The Potter and the Clay. Uh, we uh, had talked during the last time about what was happening in Jeremiah 18, verses 1 to 12. And at that time, we had discussed that Jeremiah, uh, the name itself means the Lord exalts, and basically the Judeans were uh, going to be exiled to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. And this is because Judah was uh, to be condemned because they were erected, they were erecting gods of gold and silver and wood uh, unto themselves instead of worshiping the actual true live God. And so uh, basically they were warned that uh, they should uh, serve the Lord and they should come back to him. And uh, God had some good for them and he was also preparing something bad for them and he was telling them all the good that i have planned for you if you continue to be rebellious i'm going to i'm going to take that blessing away at the same time he had stated if you continue to do things in this rebellious way then i'm going to bring some calamity upon you and so um while this is occurring uh the beginning of the book of jeremiah uh, basically God has told Jeremiah he's going to be with him uh, since before he was formed in the womb he had already been with him he already called him he had already ordained him to be this vessel and so as we went through the scriptures we talked about Second Timothy and how it conveyed that uh, there are vessels of gold and silver wood and earth and in a home some that are honor uh, honorable and some are vessels of dishonor and we were instructed uh, as uh, young people that we should flee the youthful lusts that uh, come before us but we should follow instead righteousness faith charity and peace and uh, that we should be people walking with a pure heart being people that are uh, set aside set apart for the Lord and so as we read through chapter 18 we found that God had sent the prophet Jeremiah down to that place and we said that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. He received his instructions. The Lord told him to go to the potter's house. When he was going to go there, he was going to receive a message. And when he went in obedience, he sees the potter and he's shaping the clay to become the vessel that he desires it to be, to become the vessel that seems best unto him. And of course, as he goes through all this, uh, we find out that the clay gets marred and that the potter begins again and then God tells Jeremiah can I not do with Israel as this potter's doing with this clay meaning God is the potter and his people in the case of that time the Israelites uh, they are the people of God but in today's day and age um, it's not limited to the Jewish people uh, but it also extends to the Christian individual and so uh, I want to share a little bit about part two today. And as we were ending the last session that we were in, and we discussed how God does mold and shape people, and I had conveyed I had gone through a calamity in my own life, uh, the death of a loved one in a car accident, and uh, how a minister had come in from Korea who was uh, preaching to the congregation and shared an example about how much he hated to be broken, uh, speaking of a vessel, because he knows he had experienced how hard it was to be broken. And I very much felt at that time like I had been broken. 
Uh, some of you have been broken. Some of you may have gone through some some of the most horrible times, some of those incredible, most incredible times in your life. Uh, and so um, no doubt you reached out to God. No doubt you were looking to the Lord. You were asking for prayer. Uh, it's interesting when you become a person who gets faced with your own mortality, how your view changes. And I say this from experience because... Um, it's not uh, it's not an easy thing to know that you can so easily, so quickly slip from mortality into immortality, uh, and from from that point of view, things become very clear. Things become very much more important. We realize in our lives who is important in our lives and what things are trivial. You know, oh, that cell phone, that's who cares. You know, we might love to be on our phones all the time. But when it comes to that kind of situation, it's like, uh, I don't care about the phone. I don't feel like texting. I don't feel like calling. Uh, you know, I don't care about these trivial things. And so you begin to realize, I care about staying alive. And, uh, and if I'm not going to stay alive, I care about making sure that as I transition from immortality, uh, from mortality to immortality, excuse me, that we're ready to meet the Lord. And so I want to move on today from uh, what we shared last time regarding Jeremiah and regarding uh, the clay being marred and being starting over again. And I, and I want to move on today to something that I shared at the very end of the video. And what I shared at the very end of the video was that I wanted to share with you something called the prayer of examine. And we do something similar to this in the Church of God. And um, the prayer of examine Basically, uh, what it is, is it's got several steps to it. And so uh, some of the steps at the beginning uh, be start off with spending time in God's presence. Now, we're not talking about spending, you know, the whole day or hours on end. It starts off very simple. Uh, you come and you pray unto the Lord and uh, you sit in just absolute quiet, absolute calmness. And just meditate upon the Lord. Just think about the Lord. Just think about the scripture. And as you're there in the presence of God. And you begin to pray. Invite the Holy Spirit. To give you discernment. In addition to that. You want to ask God to show you. As you read the scripture. And as you are praying. As you're seeking him. You want to ask him. To help you review your day. In other words, uh, say your day has already come and went. You got up in the morning, you brushed your teeth, flossed, you know, got ready for work, drank your coffee, went to work, did your thing. You come back home. It's been a long day, but you're tired. But you know, you're you're home finally. You know, you're at your hotel, wherever the wherever the case may be. You know, wherever you are at the end of your day, you pray. You spend a few minutes in the presence of God. And then you ask him to help you review your day. Not judging your day, but being objective. And asking the Lord to show you the day, show, to reflect up, upon the day. And there's going to be some things, hopefully, that you're going to be able to identify some moments where you were thankful, you're joyful, you're grateful. And you may identify some parts of your day where you might have been angry or, or frustrated or sorrowful or, or resistant to people. And... As you go through those things, you want to think about what was happening during that time. 
that made you feel that way? What was it that you were experiencing and why were you experiencing this? And I'll give you an example for me. Um, my my wife and I, uh, we both are in school and um, she's finishing up a degree. And so because of her schedule and mine too, uh, in the morning she gets my son up, my youngest son, and gets him ready to go to school. And then I take over and then I make sure that he gets on the bus and gets his shoes on, you know, if he needs a treatment, takes his treatment and all that. He gets on the bus and then I take off to work. Then my wife gets home from work a little bit earlier than I do. So she is there to receive him from the bus. And then I get home and then I take him from there and then I'll make dinner or, you know, if I got a class to go through or whatever, sometimes I'll take him with me or whatever the case would be, you know. But the thing is, we're tag teaming this whole thing. And so in the mornings, uh, I began to see it was an opportunity the Lord began to show me this was an opportunity to pray with my son. And so we already pray for our families. Uh, we pray for our, for our church members. We pray for needs that come across uh, us in our lives, in our paths. And uh, we pray for them, but people that we know by name. And so I began to pray with my son. And where I'm going with that is, as I, ref as I went through this prayer of examining myself, um, that was one of the things that was a... a a very grateful moment for me, a very thankful moment, a very joyful uh, time for me to be able to spend time with my son and spend time in prayer before the Lord, not only praying and letting the Lord have his way, but also teaching him to pray, showing him to pray, showing him what to do, what to ask for, how to pray for others, and how to be thankful unto the Lord, to praise the Lord, to thank him for all those things that he's doing for us and all those blessings that he's bestowed upon us. Yet, uh, throughout the day, there's times when things will arise. Sometimes a bunch of stress might come down on you all of a sudden. We need to get this done like now, ASAP. And those those moments cause stress. Or sometimes maybe you're trying to figure something out and it's your problem solving. You're taking a long time trying to get this thing solved and it just it's not rational for you. It's like, oh my gosh, this is not working out. You know, what is the problem? Lord, help me. And, uh, you know, those may be sometimes when you may not feel, you know, as, as joyful. Or maybe somebody comes and gives you some, you know, gives you some uh, some information that you really didn't want to hear or didn't need to feel at that time. And so regardless, the thing is, as we go throughout our day, we want to ask the Lord as we're praying in that evening, Lord, show me. And so for the things that he's blessed you with, uh, you want to thank him. You want to thank God. You want to praise him. At the same time, if you felt at some time in the day, you felt led, you felt like a, a pulling on your heartstrings, you felt a, a, uh, a little push, a little nudge, hey, why don't you take a moment to pray? And you didn't pray, then you want to repent of that. And so uh, one of the things that we do when we're taking communion in our organization is we always read from uh, the Gospels when Jesus is taking part in the Last Supper, and he speaks about how he is the bread of life, and uh, the disciples take and eat from it, and then he tells them to drink of the fruit of the vine, and they do, and he says, this is my blood. And what he's doing is, it's not literally his blood, it's not literally his body, I mean, he's standing right there. What he's doing is he's taking this, this bread, this unleavened bread, uh, something that was very important to the people at, at that time frame. Uh, understand that there's not a lot to eat, 
uh, in the early days before industrialization. People have to grow their crops and hope that their crops are going to uh, come in and, and be good for harvesting and and whatnot. And so people shared a lot. They'd, they went around helping each other. And one of the things that uh, I'm told by a professor, uh, a history and archaeology professor, is that bread was a, a very, very important thing. People would come around and, and they could they could share their starter or they could share their batch to start off the bread and uh, then the person that received it they would have their own bread they'd make their bread and, and basically what it was is it was it's life it's a way to, for you to eat it's something that fills you up something that helps feed uh, uh, your 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 kiddos for the day uh, and so when the Lord is speaking about the bread of life um, one has to wonder you know, was he thinking about how important bread is in our lives? Uh, and then the blood, if you go and you look at the blood, the Bible tells us how the blood is, it's where life is found. Uh, when all the animal sacrifices were being made uh, for the temple and for the tabernacle and whatnot in the Old Testament, the life is in the blood, the Bible tells us. And in the New Testament, we find out that without the shedding of blood, there can be there can be no, uh, shall we say, uh, remission of sins, no no justification. And so I know we're not talking uh, so much about the blood and the body of Christ, but uh, it comes into play in this particular part of becoming a vessel of honor because if you think about it, God is molding us, he's shaping us. Uh, that doesn't limit us to, okay, you should be, praying more often it is not limited to okay you should be reading your bible more often it also deals with how we think of others and how we deal with others and uh, I, I was reading a book by a professor in, in a in a uh, spiritual formation class that i took in seminary in seminary school and um, he spoke about a couple of uh disney movies uh and so and in those in these Disney movies, what he was bringing to light was that the creators of these movies that they know how to pluck uh, our heartstrings. They know what like what gets to us uh, as humanity, right? As humans, as people. And um, so he spoke about a couple of clips in some of those videos. And one was a an, an older man. Uh, he starts out. He isn't. He's not always old. He starts off as a young kid. He meets his girl. Uh, they play together. They're friends. Eventually, he likes her, and they fall in love with each other, and they get married, and so they have all these dreams of where they want to go, where they want to travel, what they want to do, and what they want to do together, and raise a family, and then it ends up that the mom, the wife, excuse me, cannot have a family, so she cannot be a mom, and so she's crushed, and you're watching this in this video, there's no words, you're just watching it, you're seeing this pan out, and uh, she becomes saddened. Uh, but he tries to be there for her and comfort her and eventually they get they grow old together and then his wife passes away and he's sad and so then there's another clip that is shared in a different movie where uh, there is a, a person who uh, she feeds her husband he goes off to work she does her thing uh, she's working at home you know stay home stay at home mom cleaning the house doing all that stuff and uh, she doesn't have anybody to really share these things with, talk with, because her husband's at work. And so she begins to make something to eat. 
and suddenly something comes alive uh, while she's making this dish and uh, so she starts to talk to it she starts to dress it up play with it and in this thing she's it, this thing becomes kind of a child but it really isn't its food uh, and so as the food begins to run through being a toddler becoming a teenager an adolescent finally a young adult she disagrees with some of the decisions that he makes and she gets frustrated with him and she finally eats him and then of course she's she's so sorrowful because she's eaten this person it's not really a person it's food and she wakes up so she's really a dream a nightmare if you will this is not really happening and you may be thinking, well, well, why, why are you sharing this? If we're talking about being a vessel of honor, we're talking about the the potter and the clay, and we're talking about uh, these things. How does that relate to this? What I want to share with you today is when we go through this prayer of examine and we ask God to search our minds, our hearts, our souls, and ask for the Lord to reveal those things that are sin in our lives, and we repent of those things, and He and for us for Him to show us those things that bring us joy and, and, and thankfulness and appreciation. We want to thank Him and praise Him and worship Him and exalt Him. But being spiritually formed, becoming a vessel, is not limited to reading your Bible and, and reading uh, and studying and praying. It's also how we treat others. There's people that, like that old man, have lost loved ones. There's people like that lady who uh, did not have somebody to, to talk to. Uh, she feels lost. There's people that they go through different things and as they go through those things that they do impact their emotions. Uh, people are sorrowful, people are saddened, people are experiencing loss, people are, may lose their jobs, they may not have the financial uh, means that they need. Uh, whatever the case is, people are made in the image of God. And while we're not perfect, understand that you, as a Christian, can make somebody else's day better by just being there and offering yourself as a friend, a smile, a prayer, a hug, uh, a plate of food, a coat, a pair of shoes. Somehow you can make a difference in the life of somebody. And that is part of being a vessel of honor, is letting God use you to be who he wants you to be, to do what he wants you to do, to reach whom he wants you to reach, and to be that person that he uses as a conduit. Uh, you know, a conduit is something that allows something to go through it. And there's different types of conduits you can see and you can work in. And I want you to understand the Lord desires to use you as a vessel of honor unto him. He desires to allow you not only not only to be there for people, but there's things, remember, that you've been through that God has brought you through. And God can use you to help somebody else that's having a rough time get through this as well. Now, I really wanted to get into uh, another part, uh, which is the Thanksgiving, since this is Thanksgiving week, but we're running out of time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I can uh, come up with a second podcast, and uh, maybe I'll put it out this week if I can. If not, I'll put it out for next week, but uh, it has to do with Thanksgiving. And so again, this is Dr. Joel DeLeon thanking you for coming and being a part of this podcast 
and uh, I want to thank you for allowing yourself to let God shape your inner man, your inner being, your inner person, and for allowing him to take charge and make you be the best that he wants you to be. And I want to remind you again and encourage you to trust God, have faith in him, hope in him, pray to him. Every day pray, every day pray. And if, there, if, if at all possible somewhere, if you have children, try to find a moment and have a moment of prayer with them. Try to find a moment where you can just minister to them and let them see the love of Christ in you as well. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great Thanksgiving. For those of you who celebrate that, and we'll see you again on the next.